You are now listening to the Power Hour, brought to you by Outside the Culture. JB or Jordy <laughs> and happy new years y'all happy 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 new year let me just say this when the song originally came on I don't know why I thought it was going to be listen because you know that's my listen, song too. listen listen to the, the song, song here in my heart, heart. yes so I thought it was going to be that when start. yes but when I continue to listen and it was me myself and I and I just feel like that was such a pivotal moment for Beyonce mm. but it was also a pivotal moment for me um, I don't know if you remember when we went on that road trip um, excuse me that road trip and we had that Beyonce hour mm. we were just listening to nothing about Beyonce I think we were on yes. our way to California um, and I, t- I told you then this me myself and I is my song, yes. and I didn't even know I needed to hear that this morning. Um, mm. but I'm glad that that was the clip of the day. I was really surprised, but I was happy to hear that because that was just a full circle moment. Um, for me, it's crazy because, like, yeah, I'm also thank you, universe and spirits and algorithms of Twitter for sending that my way this morning. And I was going to play something different, but I was like, I don't know. Something about the energy of that. It, that just, that's just, that just felt what was, that felt like what was in alignment. So I played that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an amazing song. Every best friend tried to warn me. Wow, this, yes. Beyonce, see, I'm telling you, the girls, the girls, and the girls been asking on the black Twitter um, Beyonce or Adele, and listen, listen, it's not too many people up there with Beyonce. I'm, I'm sorry, 
But what, what I wanted to say was say Beyonce has like really crafted like a life where the focus is within, the mirror is within, like competition her competition is, is herself, which is why like I always, whenever I think about Beyonce and like her competition, I always think back to that Pepsi commercial she had where it was mm, her and she was standing in the mirror. And in the mirror, it was just a whole bunch of different versions of herself that she was battling. And I was like, that's just like the perfect metaphor for her. <laughs> yeah. And her evolution, like, and that's one thing I can say about Beyonce. As you listen to her music, you can see, like, even from her Destiny Child's date, like, you can see the Destiny Child's evolve in their music. And then once Beyonce goes solo, you can see Beyonce evolve in her music. Um, and you can just tell that she's constantly, you can tell that she is her only competition because she's only trying to be better than who she was prior. And I think... I think what happens when we do show appreciation to someone within the black community, there's the the naysayers that say, oh, I don't see what, what everyone is raving about this person for. Like, not only is Beyonce a beautiful human being and who makes beautiful music, painful music, who like literally puts her story in her songs and in her albums, but Beyonce is doing tremendous things within the black community. Like she's touching them with her blackness. Like beyond, like you're like the evolution of Beyonce is such a beautiful thing. And I, I wish we would, if we take anything um, from her as a role model or as just someone to look up to, I hope we take away her desire to be, you know, continue to want to become better over and over and over again and pushing herself to her limits to see what she's capable of. I feel like that's the aspect that we should take away from Beyonce. So with that being said, um, on this episode, we are going to be speaking about our New Year's goals, uh, really just trying to lay out the things that we want to achieve next year, you know, whether they be mental, physical, material, we just want to talk about what we're trying to align ourselves with next year. Um, for me personally, I am going to be conveying those ideas through readings. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited to share some new literature. <laughs> um, and I'll also say, classically enough, like we really just started a Venus retrograde, um, uh, I want to say last weekend. And it's funny because like, I feel like with the last Venus retrograde that we had, that was during the lockdown in 2020, it was right during the beginning of like the George Floyd protests and things were really getting uh, very heated with Black Lives Matter. Um, and I don't know, it was really like a moment where I was just assessing like, again, just like my values and like who I am as a person and just aligning myself with like my social ideals and just the world that I want to see as well as just what I want to carry within. And so I feel like with this Venus retrograde, it's like the same thing, like literally the day that it started, um, I discovered this lady, Joy James, uh, on Twitter, who I'll be talking about later. I also discovered the works of Bell Hooks. So it's just funny that another Venus retrograde is happening and like all of these like Black women, Black literature is bubbling back up to the surface and I'm learning all of these new things. So I'm happy to have that happen now so that I can incorporate those with my goals for the new year, my goals for this age in my life. And I'm happy to share. And I think like for me, um, I took a different approach too um, when thinking about my goals. Um, usually when I start off the new year, my goals are really specific um, to like what I want to actually get done. And I think I will go back and do a goals list um, of something of that nature. But this year, I just kind of wanted to do something a little bit different. I kind of wanted to focus inward, um, like what I want to convey as an individual um, from the inner parts of me and kind of like convey into the world. And then, of course, I feel like it would be easier for me to have those physical goals and meet those physical goals if I take care of the the inner part of myself. Um, so I'm I'm excited to kind of get into it to see how um to show you guys and listen and have you guys listen to how I break down my new goals list of this year. 
And I do want to just start the show off again, just having a little moment of silence for Bell Hooks. Um, she was a writer, activist, theorist, thinker, wordsmith, you know. She was a woman of the mind. And as I'm learning from just seeing people's reactions on Twitter, um, you know, she's not someone that I knew about, you know. Um, and I don't think there's any shame in people that did not know about her. I mean, like, look at the world that we live in, like the society that's constructed. So, like, it's <laughs> like I'm, I'm not surprised that, like, she is not more readily apparent in, you know, the literature that's put in our faces. Um, and so, yeah, um, I saw a lot of Black women on Twitter just really thanking her for giving them the words to describe our experience. A lot of Black women, Black men, Black people just, you know, all across were just thanking her for, you know, advancing how we talk about white supremacy, how we talk about feminism for the Black community, how we talk about building community in general, and just looking through her quotes and just taking some time to read over her books this past week. It's just like, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's just like so many times I'm just coming across her passages and I'm just like, well, damn, like, it's, it's like the words are just so simple, just right there on the page. And they just put things in such a clear perspective that it's like, again, no wonder it's been hidden from us. But um, yeah, if we could just take just a moment of silence. give a special shout out to um black spaces on social media because mm. if it wasn't for these black spaces we wouldn't know so much about our history i love how we come together and we're teaching one another um and then we're expanding the knowledge that we have about um black history um black influential people in our community because like you said like it should not be we shouldn't feel shame that we didn't know bell hooks but even if we wanted to now go in and you know research her and read some of her literature and find out who she was i feel like black people should feel empowered to do that because mm -hmm. i know sometimes there is this notion where people are like oh well you didn't know him like nobody listened to like you know him until he died or nobody knew her and nobody um you know gave her her flowers while she was alive um i feel like people should feel empowered to still continue to give flowers even if you didn't know um and you know continue to educate yourself on black influential people you are now listening to the power hour Somebody say Okay, so for this week's Black Business, um, uh, this was inspired by T.S. Madison. So recently she posted on her Instagram, 
she posted um, two bags. She was planning on buying a new handbag. And so she was going to buy a new handbag from Gucci, right? And so she was deciding between these two handbags. And somebody in the comments was like, well, girl, you know, well, why don't you check out this brand, you know, a black brand? And I also wanted to give a shout out to that black brand because I just thought the purse was so freaking interesting. So the brand is called OK Bleep Shop. So OK Bleep Shop. You can find their products at OK, just the letters O-K, bleep, like the word bleep, B-L-E-E-P, shop, S-H-O-P.com, OK Bleep Shop.com. Um, they have a ton of different products, but um, they have a collection on there called the In My Bag Collection, and it features all of these natural designs, I guess. I, I really don't even know how to describe <laughs> Like, I don't know how to describe them, but like there's these there's these really beautiful like woven pieces made out of leather and straw and cowrie shells. Um the piece that T.S. Madison got has, um, I think it's specifically made in this place called Burkina Faso. Look, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, obviously. But yes, I would just love for y'all to just check them out. Um, please check out the In My Bag shop on OK Bleep Shop. There's a ton of different collections. These pieces are beautiful. And like the prices, like, oh my God, the prices, like prices that I can afford. <laughs> you know, I love supporting a Black business and having something that I feel like is luxury, but something that I can contribute to in my range or in bill in bill hooks's words in my class um so yeah check that out y'all and you know i'm glad that t.s madison bought it and did post it because um it definitely gave the brand a boost and like you like i said like paying 150 dollars for a bag that is handmade out of handmade sustainable materials. It's going to somebody who, you know, this is their craft. That is so much different than paying $3,500 for a bag whose materials are being exploited by a brand who is bumping up prices. And we won't even get into all that. But yeah, shout out to them. Shout out to OK Bleep Shop. I love them. I love the fact that she decided to go um, a different route. And I, I mean, I feel like it's a testament in that too. Like, you know, if you are going to be shopping um, with the others in the room, make sure you do get you some pieces from your own community. Um, because when you do support small businesses, which I have, um, it definitely, it definitely makes a game changer. You're definitely fueling someone's dreams. Um, just like you would want someone to feel yours. So I love that for um, T.S. Madison. I love that for the owner of the OK Bleep shop. Shout out to her or them. All right. Um, are you ready to get into some things? Yes, 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 yes. I'm ready. Yeah, start us off. Start us off. Okay. All right, so I broke my New Year goals down into 12 bullet points of things that I do want to encompass. Um, so I'm going to do four of them, and then, of course, Trez will go and we'll, you know, kind of piggyback off of each other. Um, so to start off, one of my main goals that I want to accomplish this New Year is because I want to become more financially responsible. Um, so I kind of want to know where my money is going. I want to get, you know, better at mm. budgeting. Um, I want to get better at tackling things um, off of my list. Like, you know, of course, paying more debt off that I may owe, whether it's student loans, whether it's credit card payments, but just putting myself in a better financial place. When I do come out of 2022, I do want to have um, a intricate payment plan set up for my student loans. I want to have at least all of my debt wiped out. Um, and I want to have a nice cushion for my savings. Um, so that was a really a main goal for me. And of course, like I said, I want to know exactly where my money is going. Um, I want to be able to say, well, I spent 30% of my money here and 20% of my money here. Like I want to actually know exactly where my money is going because I feel like that's the first step of controlling your money, knowing exactly where it's going. 
Um, for a second point, um, I said I want to focus on loving, learning, and growing myself. Um, so I've been on the self-love journey, and I feel like 2022 is a perfect time to, like, just really focus on myself. Like, of course, I want to be there for my loved ones. Of course, I want to be there for my family. But I feel like this is my opportunity to fully focus on me. Um, I've been saying that for the first six months, I kind of just want to dive in and just like really just output work and just really focus on me and my mental health, um, my spirituality and just learning who I am, loving who I am so that I can become better, hold myself accountable. And then, of course, growing myself so I could actually see myself evolve throughout this next year. Um, my third point. Um, better time management and prioritizing. So I want to practice better time management and prior uh, prioritizing, excuse me, the things that are important to me. So instead of just going with the flow all of the time, I want to just say like, I want to go to this restaurant. I want to try this. I want. I don't want to be like, okay, yeah, wherever you want to go, I want to go. You know what I mean? And if I don't want to go anywhere, just saying, no, you know, I'm just going to skip this one out. This doesn't really align with what I, you know, I have planned or what I have going on. Instead of just dropping everything to go everywhere with, you know, people that you love. Like sometimes that's fun and all, but I think sometimes you do have to, it's okay to say, no, I don't want to go. And it's okay to say, I want to go to this restaurant. Like, you know, even if someone doesn't want to go, like maybe you just go on your own. Like, I think I want to just prioritize what's important to me and like put myself first as opposed to just trying to be there for everyone all the time. Um, the fourth thing that I put on here is be more intentional in my actions and apply more structure to my daily routine. So I want to like meditate in the morning. I want to do maybe some light yoga in the morning, uh, maybe doing some manifestation, make sure I'm sitting down, praying in the morning, like kind of having that structure throughout my day so that, you know, when things, everything is not always going to go according to plan, but at least when you have structure, you're able to get things done. And then you you also welcome stability into your life. So I want to have some stability in my life so that I don't feel like I'm just winging it. I don't feel like I'm all over the place. Like that's one of the things that I know I did this year is like wing a lot of stuff. And I just don't want to take that bad habit into the new year. Trez, do you want to get into one of your goals? Yeah. And just to quickly, <clears throat> just to quickly reflect on some of what you were saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm reminded that, you know, at this time and, you know, probably over the next year and a half or so, you will be continuing your Saturn return, <laughs> which, yeah, of course, you know, listeners, which is an astrology, something that occurs about every 26 to 27 years or so. Um, and it's just a time of like reflecting on the structures and like the different things that we're building for ourselves and our life. So yeah, just seeing that like, you know, you're in that mode to sort of get these things solidified and not only get them solidified, but just make sure they're efficient, make sure that they're working for you and get rid of the things that are not working. So yes, I look forward to that for you as well um, <laughs> in the year. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I will say to sort of match on what you were saying, one of the things that stood out to me was knowing where your money is going. Um, I've been coming in touch with a lot of material um, just on labor and just how to think about class and just how to think about like the economic system we're in and just how we perpetuate it and the things that keep it going. Um, and so again, shout out to Bell Hooks. Um, one of her books that I just recently read was called Class, Where We Stand. And it's a collection of different essays that talk about class <laughs> that talk about just like the way that we live and like a lot of the ideas in this book is that yes we do live in a society that is full of racism full of sexism full of all of these things but one of the things that we often don't talk about or at least at the time that this book was published in the year 2000 uh, was class and just like about you know the amount of money that people had and I feel like it's kind of the same today like she gives examples about how people you know make salaries you know, so fucking mysterious and, you know, don't want to tell you what you're going to be paid until the last minute and you can't know what anyone else is being paid or how that was calculated and just different things like that. And just she just does a lot of talking about how those different things have gone to 
keep other structures like racism and sexism in place. And just again, matching up with what JB was saying about paying attention to where our money was going. She also spoke about how easy it is for people, you know, at the bottom of the system to be swayed by the messages in the media and the messages of the successful, especially when it comes to owning certain things. So I just want to read something. She says... As the gap between rich and poor intensifies in this society, those voices that urge solidarity with the poor are often drowned out by mainstream conservative voices that deride, degrade, and devalue the poor. Lack of concern for the poor is all the more possible when voices on the left ignore this reality while focusing primary attentions on the machinations of the powerful. We need a concerned left politics that continues to launch powerful critique of ruling class groups, even as it also addresses and attends to the issues of strategic assault and demoralization of the poor, a politics that can effectively intervene on class warfare. Tragically, the well-off and the poor are often united in capitalist culture by their shared obsession with consumption. Oftentimes, the poor are more addicted to excess because they are the most vulnerable to all the powerful images in media and in our lives in general, which suggest that the only way out of class shame is conspicuous consumption. Propaganda and advertising and in the culture as a whole assures the poor that they can be one with those who are materially privileged if they own the same products. It helps sustain the false notion that ours is a classless society. When these values are accepted by the poor, they internalize habits of being that make them act in complicity with greed and exploitation. Who has not heard materially well-off individuals talk about driving through poor neighborhoods and seeing fancy cars or massive overeating of junk food? These are the incidents the well-off emphasize to denigrate the poor while simultaneously holding them accountable for their fate. And I was just like, well, damn, Belle, shit. That is a motherfucking read. I said, okay. damn. Make sure you drop the name of that book. What is the name of that book? Yes, again, the name of that book was called Class, Where We Stand. Um, and, you know, talk to me after the show. You know, we... We're going <clears> to <throat> have to talk because I'm going to need to read that book in full because I feel like... Bill yes. Like some things because even just <laughs> reading that, like when I was signing up for schools for communications, I wanted to know why people buy things. And it's just like no one has ever in any classroom that we've had in communication has literally broken it down to that. The reason why people buy things is simply because they want to live a lifestyle that they are not in. To be connected at, right. to the class that they are not in. Mm. And at the same time, they're constantly being told that this is what it looks like to be successful. This is what it looks like when you make it to a certain class. These are the things that you're supposed to have. And then it's so crazy because as you and I know, being on the back end of luxury, so much of that image of luxury is a perception that's being manufactured. Literally, and then it's not even being manufactured well. Mm. It's literally like when you get to a certain stature, you can literally do the bare minimum to keep yourself. The, the hardest part is getting up the ladder. Once you get up the ladder, you all you have to do is the bare minimum to stay in that place because it's all about what people perceive of you. Right. And so like, which again, is back to my goals and sort of back to what you were saying as well about watching your money. Like, I feel like it is because we do have to keep an eye on where our money goes, how we're using our money, what brands we're uplifting, because we could be feeding our money right back into a cycle that's using that money to buy our chains, Literally, which, you know, sounds like, dramatic, but it's not. And I think we have to realize what's like even with our time like with our even mm. with our finances in our time it's like like okay it's only this show is only 30 minutes i could waste 30 minutes watching this even if i don't like it and it's just like 
No, cut the show off if you don't like it. Stop reading a book if you don't like it. Throw the food away if you don't like it. Like, it's so important for us to do what, you know, value our time and our money. What you got in your next set? What do you have in your next set of things you're focused on this year? One of my goals is, excuse me, strengthening my independency and executing more ideas rather than allowing them to simply live within my head. Um, Mm. So in that retrospect, if there's something that I want to do, I don't want to feel like, oh, I got to wait until I have the right people that want to go with me to do something. I just want to do it. Like, whether it's me taking myself out on it, you know, a night, a nice date. Whether it's me taking myself to the mu, um, the movies. Whether it's me going to the museum. Like, if there's something out there that I want to do, I don't want it to. I don't want me going to be contingent on me having another body to share that space with. I want to kind of like get into this habit of dating myself, of providing myself the life that I want. Like. If I want to go get a massage, I want to feel good with purchasing myself, purchasing a luxury massage for myself and enjoying that. Like, I want to enjoy things for myself because I know it was like a period of time where I would buy someone something. But then when it came to buying myself something like I'm having a full debate about whether or not I deserve to buy this thing for me. And I'm not saying frivolously spending money on yourself to make yourself feel better instead of like dealing with the demons and the stuff that's going on in your head. I'm seriously saying about making conscious decisions to treat yourself the way you want other people to treat you. And I feel like um, that's something I want to spend more time with. And I also want to spend more time with myself actually doing stuff as opposed to just sitting in the house watching TV, just actively taking myself out into the world and interacting in the world in an independent manner and not feeling any way about it. Um, whether I'm going to a bookstore and reading a book by myself and just spending that time alone with myself to kind of like further um, develop those skills that I talked about previously about loving myself and learning myself, just being okay with being independent. Um, and then on the latter side of it, I also want to execute more than just plan. Sometimes I know within this year, I feel like I did a lot of planning, but I didn't do a lot of execution. Like I want to, you know, do my own social media campaigns for my businesses. I want to take the pictures, post the pictures, and I want to do it in a timely fashion. Like I don't want to take the pictures one month and then two months later, I'm just not posting on the website. Like I kind of want to execute in a more, a more consistent manner. Um, The next thing that I have on my list is learning to trust myself in my decisions more while focusing on deepening my connection with my spirituality. Um, so I feel like that kind of ties into the previous goal. But in this sense, I'm more so mean, I want to be able to trust the decisions that I'm making. If I feel like I'm doing something, I don't want to have to have a debate with myself or second guess my decisions or everything that I do. If this is what I'm doing, whether it works out in my favor or it doesn't, I want to be able to confidently stand behind my decisions. Um, and I think that's very important with trusting yourself because I feel like when you do trust yourself and you are working towards trusting yourself, you seek less validation from the outside world because you're content with the decisions that you're making. You know that you're coming from a good place and you know what your intentions are. So I feel like that's something that I do really want to work on so that I'm not so defensive um, when I am first with, you know, when I am face to face with adversities from other people who may not, you know, respect my decisions. You know, we can agree to disagree. You know, I made the decision for myself. I'm not hurting anyone and I can live with that. You may have done a different decision and that's perfectly fine, but that's your life to make those decisions and not being in combative spaces. I feel like when you trust yourself and what you're doing, it leaves less room for you to be combative, you know, combative and energy that is opposed to yours. It kind of gives you that above the bullshit type of mentality. And that's something that I want to work on as well as my spirituality. I want to get to a place with my spirituality where, you know, I'm one with the universe and me and the universe are working synonymously together to provide me a better life. Um, So that's something that I want to work on in 2022. And last but not least, Um, I want more discipline and discernment. So I want to practice more discipline in terms of my goals and more discernment in terms of my energy or the energy that I allow around myself. I want to be very selective with the energy I I allow around me because I understand how easily energy is transferable. And I don't want to continue to be in spaces where I feel like it doesn't benefit me or benefit where I'm trying to go. And then on top of that, 
I do want to practice discipline. Like if I say I'm going to do something, I want to kind of like uphold to myself the promises that I make, the things that I say I'm going to do for myself, because, you know, the first step is being one with yourself. And if I keep saying I'm going to do something and I don't hold myself accountable and I don't do what I say I'm going to do to myself, then how can I how can I expect to hold other people accountable when they don't hold their word to me as well? So I feel like the first step is me. I have to kind of like build that relationship with myself, build that respect and that loyalty and that trust with myself so that I can start cultivating and bringing in the type of energy that I want around myself that I'm already encompassing within myself. Mm, um, I will say, you know, a lot of that reminded me, especially like about the, you know, just like the taking yourself out and, you know, treating yourself as well as just the building like the self-honesty and just the um, uh, commitment to the consistency of yourself. It reminds me of something that I heard on this podcast, Getting Grown, that I'll be shouting out all the time. Shout out to Getting Grown. Um, They talked about the overflow of love. And they talked about, you know, like when you're loving yourself, like, Honestly, whether that be physically, mentally, spiritually, all of it, when you are loving yourself, you have to love yourself so much that the love overflows. And only then, after the love has started to overflow, can you start loving everyone else because you can't give people the love that you have for yourself that has to stay within. You have to give them something that comes from a place where you are full, where you have extra, where you have more to spare. And so, yes, definitely always important to, of course, you know, we live in communities and, you know, we have to have partnerships and different things like that. But yes, um, I am with you there, soul sister. It's definitely important to develop that love of self. Mm. And with that being said, um, uh, the next goal that I, or the next reading that I have that really stood out to me um, when I was thinking about the kind of year that I want to have, the kind of age I want to have is, as I am 27. Um, this was a reading by Alice Sparkly Cat. She is a, a she's an astrologer, um, young thinker, philosopher, um, and her website is alicesparklycat.com, except it's cat with a K. Uh, and this one was about capitalism and labor. She has a lot of different writings about astrology, but she also has these like really good think pieces <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, no, these really good little essays on different things like capitalism and labor, labor and creativity and love. So anyways, in this specific, Damn, what's what's going on with my tongue? Lord shit, it's, it's this minty ass gum I was chewing. I was already chewing this minty ass gum and now my shit is all, you know, all invigorated and shit. <laughs> Damn. That's but anyway. like how I was. I'm like, okay. I'm like, Bro, shit, can I get it together? Okay. <laughs> but okay. Um, so yes, this um this essay was about capitalism and labor and basically just talking about how capitalism has distorted labor and makes us think of labor as a bad thing and we have like such negative like connotations to labor. But anyways, I want to read this one paragraph. It says, I hear a lot of people conflating labor with capitalism. Labor is not capitalist. Labor is exploited and distorted under capitalism. I have a spiritual relationship with labor. It's through labor, sometimes emotional and sometimes physical, that I've found fulfillment. Labor is not essentially ableist. Labor is an extension of yourself and the cultivation of the world around you. Labor is productive, collaborative, and creative. Often, labor is an act of love. And I was just like, wow, like what a revolutionary thought in this time, in this society. Because it's like, honestly, when you think about it, like when you see people that are, and I don't want to call it working, but like, I guess, you know, I guess you could call it working. When you see people that are working and that are laboring on something that they love, that they are aligned with, you can see that. And I'm, you know, I'll just use candy from Real Housewives of Atlanta as an example. But, you know, candy is this mogul, 
she's a mogul. Um, <laughs> you know, she has restaurants and uh, movies, plays, all sorts of entertainment venues. And it's like, when you see her working, and of course she works from a place where, you know, she's the boss of all of her endeavors and she produces, you know, everything that she's in. So this is all coming from herself and is generated from herself. And I think that's the perfect example of labor that is productive, collaborative, and creative because you are, when you're doing something creative, you are working something out, like you're working out a thought, an emotion, a feeling. And I was just talking to one of my friends about this the other day, who's in media. And like, we've both been feeling like this sort of lack of uh, just connectedness with, you know, all of the media jobs, because you just, it's so much output that you do for a company or a brand. And oftentimes like it gets so filtered and watered down. And it's like creativity is like, this really special thing that happens in the mind where you get to figure something out on an emotional, a mental level, you know, on a symbolic level. And like the reward that you get when you produce an item out of your creativity is something that not only can be a physical product, but is also the reward of figuring out whatever that puzzle was, whatever that problem was in your mind. And it's like, fuck, when it gets so, like, like Alice says, exploited and distorted under capitalism, like it loses that spiritual touch. You know, it loses that thing that makes you even want to drive to figure it out in the first place. And so, yeah, in this upcoming year, I hope, I pray, I'm, and beyond fucking hope and prayer, because that only gets you so far, I am working towards building a life where my labor is detached from capitalism, where, of course, you know, I'll probably have to use capitalistic systems, you know, to, you know, as far as transactions and money and different things like that. But like, as far as just like this labor, just like this act, this fucking thing that I'm doing all day long to sustain myself, to provide food and housing and all of that for the things of the basic shit that I need, I need that to be detached from this system. Preach, my brother. Preach. Mm. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> and you know, not really too preach, but like, and you, and let me again, let me shout and let me give a good thank you, a good shout out again to Alice Sparkly Cat, Bell Hooks, Joy James, because like I wouldn't be able to even say these things and put these things together. Um, you know, in the in, uh, I know I'm, I might be rambling a little bit, but let me tell you, I would be doing so much more rambling had it not been for their words to even align these thoughts and connect these thoughts in my mind to be able to tell them to you as something that sounds cohesive. So shout out so much to those women. But I feel like I love that you are finding literature that aligns with what you're already feeling, like you said, to kind of like expand on them to understand that one, you're not crazy as hell because there's someone out here that's also addressing these concerns that you have that is helping you develop these new goals. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think that's I think that's a blessing because sometimes I know when we we do come up with ideas, we're like, how do we do it? How do we do it? And then you have these structures and these these literature um, aspects that you can go to and you can discuss or you can you know, you're not discussing, but they're discussing with your brain about, you know, ways that to tackle these things. So I love that for you. Yes, and I, I, I hope that I can share because again, like, I just, I want y'all to hear it too. That way y'all might, you know, y'all might read it and, and see something me. different. And yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I love that. So to finish up with my last final four, um, more consistency and persistence. So practice more consistency in terms of my goals, my dreams, my businesses, and remaining persistent through my journey, even when I'm experiencing mood swings. So everyone knows I'm a cancer, so I'm constantly up and down with my emotions. And what I've realized is like when I'm in my down period or when I feel like I'm so busy with everything else in my life, I'll kind of like put my businesses and my dreams and stuff kind of like on the back burner and kind of just like float through life. So I kind of want to work on 
going through it like i know i'm going to go through things but also still remaining positive like maybe taking a break to kind of like figure everything out but not being down so to the point where i stop motion on all the things that i have going on in my life like we're always going to be going through something i know that kind of sounds bad but we are and i don't want to be the type of person or i don't want to be a person who stops everything that i have going on because i'm having a mental breakdown like yes take my minute take my day or so but i also want to get back to doing what you know, I planned on. So I want to be more consistent when it comes to like promoting, even with us doing, you know, the podcast, we want to be more consistent with that. We want to be more consistent with, you know, with my beauty business once, you know, while I'm in school, I want to be more consistent with my online women's boutique. I want to just be more consistent in my development um, and just work through my emotions as I go. Um, you know, and pick myself back up. Like, don't, if I know I'm feeling sad, maybe not putting on some sad music to make myself more sad and want to stay in the bed and not get up. Maybe actively just pushing myself to get back to myself and getting back to a place where I feel good again, as opposed to wallowing in my sadness. Um, that's not something that I want to continue to do anymore. Um, and of course, like I said, brief persistence, even if I have like a bad sales month or a bad month, like just continuing to keep going because that's the only way I'm going to see results is if I keep going. Um, for another point, um, for another goal, I have spread more light and love. So I want to spread more light, love and laughter within the universe so the energy is returned to me when I need it the most. I just I want to be happier. I want to be more happy. I want to be I want to be a light in people's life. I want to leave people with a better impression of me than before they met me. And I want to give that out into the world because I feel like if I give that out to the world, like I said, when I need it, when I'm having doubt, then I feel like that energy will be returned to me. My second to last goal is create more healthy boundaries and peace. So confidently creating more healthy boundaries to ensure my stability of my emotions and my energy and provide sanctuary for me to regain silence and peace. So finding sanctuary when I'm feeling down to like give myself time away from the outside world as an introvert. So kind of like, okay, well, shake, let me shake this off. Let me get back to my happy self. Let me find, regain my peace and regain my silence. Like, you know, in the middle of chaos, I want to still be at peace. I know it sounds like, okay, that can't be, but I also believe that it can be. I, I don't feel like um, everything has to be chaotic and combative. And that's just not a space that I want to grow in anymore. Um, this year, I was in a lot of combative spaces. Uh, my emotions was up and down. I was angry a lot. I was arguing a lot. I was defensive a lot. And like when I did find peace this year, it was kind of foreign to me. Like it was a time where I wasn't in no drama and I was like, this can't be my life. Like I was addicted to the drama at one point that I couldn't see myself without it. And now that I'm coming outside of that, I just never want to be in such a space again. Like I never want to feel that. I never want to be that down again. That drama excites me and not having it makes me feel like I was going through withdrawal. Like, yeah, I'm leaving that in 2021. Um, and just of course, creating healthy boundaries. Like if I need time to myself, Telling people like, you know, right now, I just feel like I don't want to come out. Maybe we can, you know, maybe we can reschedule. Maybe we can do it a different day. But just setting those boundaries or if I'm not in this mental space to take on someone's problem, letting them know, like, I'm not really in the mental space to hear this right now. Maybe we can reach back out in a couple of days. And then also granting people the same privilege in the same respect. So if I, you know, before I start telling all of my business or before I start unloading all of my baggage on someone, asking them if they're in a mental capacity to even take this on, like asking people about themselves and not just calling people up to hear about me only, like making sure that you're checking on your friends just as much as you want your friends to be checking on you, kind of like putting that energy out in the universe that I want to see reciprocated. Like if you want a good friend, you got to be a good friend. And then last but not least, I want to become more open and agile so I want to become more agile and open on my journey to new information, new ways of life, new ways of thinking and uncomfortability in new spaces. So like I'm always trying something new and I don't know. I no longer want to run or shut down when I don't know how to do something like just breathing through it. And like, OK, I'm not going to give up on this. I'm going to continue to work at this and eventually I will become good. I will become better with practice. Like if it's something that I really want. I have to be okay with being in uncomfortable spaces because you're not going to know everything that you start. Like you're going to be fresh. Sometimes you're going to be a freshman. Sometimes you're not going to know exactly what you're doing, but if I continue to work at it and I continue to just put my best foot forward and be positive, 
I will have a better chance at becoming better and I will leave myself open to being better. And I feel like it'll definitely get me to where I want to be in my physical goals if I encompass, you know, these 12 goals that I've mentioned today. Do you have anything that you would like to say about that, Trez? Mm, Yes, I do. I think something that stood out to me was just like the focusing of energy. Like, of course, we're all going to have anger, frustration, different things like that. But it's like, where do we really focus those energies? Like, you know, I think of like so many arguments that we have with our peers, our friends, you know, people that we meet on the internet. So many arguments are based on things that are... (laughs) you know, are fucking fucked up to begin with. Like, you know, argument about like who looks like what, who has what, what's someone's status when like the whole time, like all these ideas of status and all of that are just elements of this system that we're in. And it's like, there's a world that we could be living without that. Like, you know, we should really be worried about is everybody eating? You know, does everybody have shelter? What and using this hell? energy. <laughs> yes. And like, instead, like, can we like channel our energy, channel our anger and frustration to the places that matter? You know, speaking of the larger system in place and things like that, um, the next reading that I want to share with you all is by joy james this is from this is an excerpt from an academic piece that she wrote called the womb of western theory trauma time theft and the captive maternal anyway so here's the reading it's kind of long stay with me the united states's longest war is with its domestic target enslaved or captive black women a war that dates back to the Commonwealth of Virginia's 1658 attempts to re-enslave Elizabeth Key, one of the first captive maternals to have her battles ever enter public record. Captive maternals can be either biological females or those feminized into caretaking and consumption. In transitioning a colony through a republic into a representative democracy with imperial might, the emergent United States grew a womb. It took on the generative properties of the maternals it held captive. Western democracy, based in American exceptionalism, merged with enlightenment ideologies with Western theories to birth a new nation, a nascent empire that fed on black frames. Centuries later, black captive maternals remained disproportionately disciplined, denigrated, and consumed for greater democracy. For captive maternals, the chit-chat of the little cut and rat-like gnawing is the norm. They face verbal slander and intimidation, physical violence, domestic violence, rape and sexual assault, and contempt, policing in schools, jobs, society, and prisons from every sector. Still, it is not their victimization that marks them. It is their productivity and its consumption. And that's very important. It is not their victimization that marks them. It is their productivity and its consumption. Throughout history, captive maternals provide the reproductive and productive labor to stabilize culture and wealth. Now, damn it, Joy, that was a lot. <laughs> and I understand for our readers listening, that may have been a lot. And I myself had to read, had to read that several times to really try to understand that she, what she was saying, because it is a complex idea. And again, I think the idea is so complex because this is literature that is not widely discussed in our world, in our classrooms, even in our households. And so basically what she was trying to get to was the idea of the captive maternal. So of course, maternal is something that is that is feminine, that is usually woman, but is also something that is generative. It, it produces things. And in this idea that she's talking about, that can be labor, that can be children, that can be, you know, all of the different things that it really takes to keep a society going. And then, of course, the other words, black captive and having to do with 
black people that are captive. And so this idea has to do with black captive maternals, these black women that have been trapped and oppressed within this society that has been built by white culture. And, and while these black women are trapped, they're also at the same time, they're working. Um, of course, if you want to go all the way back, they were working in the fields and slavery. They were producing children that could work and be um, the, the bodies that would be used in the workforce. Or if you want to go all the way up to today, black women that are working the hardest, working the longest hours in jobs that are paying barely nothing. Um, and if, again, you know, um, producing children, black men that are going into these, um, being trapped and caught into prison systems. And so this idea is that there's this black captive maternal that is at the root of this capitalist, white supremacist society that we live in. And it is this black captive maternal that is almost like the engine of this society. And in order to keep the engine and to keep this machine going, the, the, the black maternal must be held captive, must be held in this place because again, they are generating all of the things that it need. They are generating all of the things that need to be sacrificed to keep this society going. And so just wrapping up, you know, just wrapping up everything that we talked about, just about J about Jordy, just uh, your journey, just as a black woman, just as yourself, that's just trying to find your self love and just trying to find your place in your, in this society that is wholesome, that is rooted in something that feels good to you. And then just zooming out to just like the larger, you know, just like the collective black woman, and just like what her place is in the society and just like myself like how do I contribute to that like with my money where my money is going and with the places that I work and you know the things that I spend my time on and I just think that that reading was just very powerful to me um just to, to have that idea in my mind and just to know that that is what keeps this society going and just to have that be honest and blatant in my mind just so I can be more decisive about where I want to spend my time, my money, my resources, what little time, money, and resources I do have. Wow. Can I just say, damn, shout out once again to Joy James because that is a hell of an idea. That is a hell of a thought to put in somebody's mind. Mm, I just want to say that. Shout out to that black woman. Shout out to black women. Shout out to black women and black men. Shout out to black people. Mm. I just, I pray that this year that we have coming up is a, if you had a good 2021, I pray that, you know, your 2022 is better. And if you didn't have a good 2021, I pray that this new opportunity, this fresh start provides you with all the assistance that you need and, you know, advancing your upgrade and your evolution. Mm -hmm. um, because the literature, as Trez has said, is out there um, to spark those ideas in your mind. And it might be buried under all that dust and rubble, under all those dusty ass, old ass. You might have to blow on it. But right. Y'all go out. And if y'all find something, share it with us. If y'all find something, share it with us. We would love to know. Um, like we said, we are trying to start a book club. We haven't come up with a, a dope name as of yet. But if there is some books that, you know, really helped you and you really felt connected and you feel, you know, obliged to share, definitely share that information with us via our Instagram. Um, our handle is, you know, OTC Network. Um, if, if you have a couple extra coins for the holiday seasons, make sure you can check out that cash app, but definitely reach out to us with any books that you guys might have or any literature or any, you know, black, uh, phenomenal people that you feel like you come across that you feel like we need to investigate and we need to know more about, and you want us to spread the word on. We are open, um, to all of your ideas. And now we are going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with our media picks of the week. And we're back. <laughs> it gets me every time. <laughs> okay, well, since you've been starting things off for us, do you want to start us off with your media pick of the week? Oh, I thought you were going to say, since you've been, um, you know, starting us off, I'm going to give you the common courtesy, go first. But that's fine. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, absolutely. So for my media pick, um, I'm not going to try to spoil too much for y'all because I know some people out there who haven't seen it yet. But for my media pick, I want to, I chose Insecure um, simply because, you know, Insecure is on this fifth phenomenal season and it's coming to a close. And I felt like, you know, with season four, I don't know if you guys seen it, if you haven't. You know, just go ahead and um, just go ahead and make your ears a little bit. But if you haven't seen season four, it kind of left so many questions unanswered. Um, so I felt like season five, within 10 episodes, they kind of had to like close everything up and kind of like answer a lot of questions for us. And I feel like that's what 22 is going to be for a lot of us. Um, a lot of things were unanswered this year, but we're stepping into 2022 with the best of hopes and we're going to have to wrap some things up and get some things started. So I felt like um, I definitely had a deep connection to Insecure. Um, I'm going to roll the clip. Season five begins Issa's career journey. She's building off of the success of the block party. Oh, Issa and Molly's relationship is really the backbone of the show. You're going to see a relationship that was fragile. Hey. Try and rebuild. Theirs is a friendship that makes sense, and Kelly is just trying to give them insight with the hope that they figure it out. Keep being there for her, you know? What makes her scared? What makes her hair grow? There were so many moments last season that threw us for a loop. There are no less in this season. Lawrence is having a baby with Canola. We found ourselves towards the end of season four in this really beautiful place, and now here's some things that he has to figure out. What does that mean? This season on the show is sort of the crescendo to four seasons of friendships and growth. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. I hope people feel like they're cool with these characters riding off to the sunset. I've seen DMs from y'all, so I know that's not how it's going to go down. It's so good. Like, it's so good. Reading the scripts, I was in tears and laughing. <laughs> I'm okay, a little bit scared how viewers are gonna react to the final season. <laughs> Make your opinions known. There's not much I can do about it at this point, but no, episodes will still be a half an hour. Oh my God, yo, oh my God, that is so black. But yes, episodes will still be a half hour. And I am so mad at her. So she had to be talking to me because I definitely wanted the season finale, which is um, coming up this week. The last episode is finally here. So everybody that's been saying like, oh, I'm going to wait till the season's over and I'm going to go ahead and binge watch Insecure. Um, that time is coming really, really soon. The last episode is this Sunday. Like I'm literally on needles and pins because it's like I'll, it's like a bittersweet moment. Like. Mm. Um, somebody, one of the old friends that I used to have, she actually put me onto Insecure and like I literally binge watched the first season at her house and I couldn't wait to like see it come on again and I just couldn't believe, like I remember seeing it and thinking like, this is so black. Like, it, like Issa's done a phenomenal, phenomenal job on this show and I just love how the characters have developed. I love how it's not perfect. It has those secondhand embarrassment moments. It has those conversations that we don't want to talk about. Um, a lot of TV shows, you kind of could predict what's going to happen. And I feel like with Insecure, you really couldn't predict. Like you never know when you sit down on your couch for that 30 minutes, what's going to happen. And then no matter what episode you're watching, at the end of that 30 minutes, you're like, why is it so short? I feel like it definitely holds a special place in my heart. And it just lets me know that beautiful things come to an end. Yeah, shout out to Issa. So for my pick, I um, I talked about this on the last episode, y'all. <laughs> on the yeah. media pick episode, um, one of my movies that I really loved this year was Last Holiday with Queen Latifah. Uh, and so I really just wanted to share a clip from that movie that I really thought summed up what I want for myself this year. You have been very lucky. Well, you didn't get everything you wanted, but you... Next time, we do things different. We will laugh more, we'll love more. We'll see the world. We just won't be so afraid.
So yeah, you know, just a reminder, just again, like in this world that we live in, in these times that we live in, it's just important to just take a moment, find some stillness, find a place where you can reach within and say, you know what, damn it. And I'm talking to yourself. I mean, saying this to yourself, just say, you know what, damn it. The shit is fucked up, but we are here and we are in this. What I'm learning through this literature, um, just through different things that I've been interacting with, the finding of that self-love, the having it, possessing it, growing it, again, just letting it overflow is an act of resistance in the society that we live in, in this, in this, in this structure where we continue to be colonized, to be profited upon, oppressed, whatever word you want to use, being able to value yourself outside of this system is an act of resistance. And so I wish that to everyone in this upcoming year and whatever year of life you are in, hope you're able to find that. Yeah, I'm definitely wishing more light, more peace, more love on everybody. And as I go into this next year and I, it's another year of the unknown, I feel like I want to, I'm going to structure this one. I, I did the wing in it year. Now I want to do, I want to see what it looks like when I structure the year, when I have these goals, when I push forward, when I showcase the discipline to see if I get a different outcome or if I get a different feeling or if I feel differently, if I am different. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Be sure to join in with us next week. So y'all stay tuned. Stay black. Stay proud. Stay open. Stay growing. Stay loved. And stay revolutionary. Peace, love, and hear, please. <laughs>